people to always be together. He wanted a place that he could call his house with his people, okay? And David got that, okay? David built one of the most magnificent, well, he didn't. He raised the money. His son, Solomon, built the most magnificent church you could ever imagine. So some might say, well, why are we wanting to build a nice building and there's so many hurting people all around? How many of you know that in David's time that there was hurting people in that day? There was poor people in that day, right? Okay? The, the, the reality is, is we're not building a building and wasting money. Y'all remember when uh, Mary came to Jesus and dumped that perfume on Jesus uh, on him? And most people say that that was thousands and thousands of dollars. Could have been her life savings. And what did some of the disciples say? Why is she wasting this money? We could have helped the poor. Well, I would think the Son of God would have had a perfect time to go, you know what? You're right, guys. This is a waste. Mary, you've wasted money. You need to go help the poor. Why didn't he say that? <laughs> because she was valuing the most important thing you can value, and that is God or Jesus. And when we do that, it opens the portals of heaven for way more to come to help everybody, guys. Okay? So we're not wasting money by building a barn. I hope it's the most magnificent building on planet Earth. Why? Because God is the most magnificent person in our lives. And I want the world to see that. And when you have, okay, so we got like maybe 40 or 50 people here today. What more can we do with 5,000, 10,000? You get people in here, there's more effectiveness that you can do together, okay? Because everything we do is going to be paid in full. Hallelujah. Because God's that way, amen? So just don't let the enemy kind of get you off track on that. When we do something for God, you're never wasting money. Never, 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 never. So with that being said, I want to kind of, uh, okay, yeah, hallelujah. Just leave that number one microphone here. I'm going to need that. Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to leave the lights. Now, how do y'all like this? Is this okay? Hallelujah. We had a company come in. Man, we paid thousands of dollars for them to do this right here. They did a good job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we did it. Hallelujah. But today is a day that we have. I'm going to kind of read some things because I just wanted to kind of get some of you guys up to speed because y'all have not been with us since 2013 and beyond. So I just want to kind of read a few things today to kind of, you know, look back at what God's done. Because I'll be honest with you, in 2012, when we started thinking about doing something outside of the local church, obviously we thought we'd step out and everything would appear. But how many of you know that ain't how it works? Amen. Well, of course, that's, you know, he don't show you that or you'd get discouraged, okay? So many years later, things are starting to happen now that wasn't happening then. So today is a day that we've been looking forward to for years, and that is the start of a dream that was placed in our hearts in September 2014. When God gives you a dream, don't give up on the dream. The dream will happen. You just got to keep going. We was attending a wedding, and the wedding was at a barn. When we got out of our vehicle and was heading to the barn, I had the thought of what would it look like to have a church in a barn, okay? Just a thought. That's all I had, okay? No idea that this was going to happen as we're going to this barn. As time went on, we talked about what it would be like to have a barn for a church. Then we were having services. At that time, we were having services on Saturday night, and the crowds varied from Saturday to Saturday. It could have been 10 or 100. We just never really knew who would be there. But this thought of building a barn just kept coming up in our hearts, and we would talk about it and think about it. And I know, I'm going to correct myself. Is that good? Can you correct yourself in front of everybody? 
There's been times that I've kind of despised some of the things that went on on Saturday night. I've talked down on them. And I stand before you and repent. Because every step along the way was important to God and it needs to be important to me. Whether I really agreed with what was happening at the moment or not, it was still the journey I was on. And it was a journey that God was bringing me on. So I repent before you because I cherish every step that I've been able to take. I don't look back on anything that's happened in the past. And there were some crazy things that happened, y'all. Crazy things. But I am going to celebrate those crazy times. Just like you should celebrate those crazy times in your life as well. Hallelujah. But this thought of building a barn just kept coming up in our hearts, and we just talked and we thought about it. As time moved on, God began to send some amazing people to help us begin to move towards building a barn for Him to abide with us. We started meeting on Sundays at our house in November of 2015. We held services there until March 6, 2016. How many of y'all were at our house church that actually came and was a part of our house church? Man, we converted our house completely. We swept the living room. We swept the, all everything out of the way. Our living room had like uh, 35 chairs in it. We had the, a big screen TV on top of a stand that was, our, was, was this for the words. And, and we just started having church. I mean, and, and, and God blessed it, man. We, we had a good time. I remember one time I posted on Facebook something about having the most extravagant home church there is. Hallelujah. I mean, it was crazy, you know. We had fun with it. It was fun. Uh, then we started having Sunday services at McDonald Regal Movie Theater. How many of y'all remember that? Yeah, come on, a little bit more hands. Hallelujah. Uh, every Sunday we had to set up before service, and after the service we had to tear down everything and store it before 12.30 p.m. Uh, because people were coming to see movies, and we had to get everything out of the way. Again, it's easy to look back and despise that, but I'm telling you that was good, good times for us. It built character. It built us as a family. We begin to work together. We begin to do something. All this is leading to something amazing. But God lets us do these things. Because if we won't be faithful in the small, you won't be faithful in the much. Amen? So it's all the process that sometimes you can get discouraged in and go, man, what the heck? How many times we got to set up and tear down? But I'll be honest with you, I never really had that thought until we started getting to the end there. I was like, man, you know, it'd be nice to do something else. But I enjoyed it. I really did. It was fun. Uh, and we've seen God do some things there, too. We did this for over two years with a team of committed followers of Jesus. In May of 2018, we started feeling like it was time to move on to something else. We had looked at some places but didn't really have peace about moving into them. Ain't that right, Kurt and Christy? <laughs> we, we, we looked at some places. Matter of fact, we brought the whole church out to a supposedly barn one time. <laughs> and we was trying to figure out how we could make it work. I'm glad we didn't try to make it work. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying, you know, we, we had some moments to where, you know, we met with Kurt and Christie at some places and, and we looked at some things and brought the church out. And it just it didn't have peace about it. Just like there's some things in 2020 that I want to do, but I ain't got total peace yet. I'm not going to just do something for the sake of doing it. And when I obey God and when I endeavor to obey God, I don't put no time limits on it. There's times you know and there's times you don't know. If I don't know, guess what? We ain't doing it. I'm going to keep waiting on Him. And we'll keep doing what we're doing until He makes it clear. Amen? Never get ahead of Him. Hallelujah. And we had looked at some places. It was Memorial Weekend uh, that we saw a sign that said Church for Rent. It was over by Chick-fil-A on 2081. I had saw the sign Church for Rent, so I just went ahead and called real quick and... Uh, 
I pulled up the address while Belinda went, went into Walgreens on Highway 81, and when she came out, I said, no bother going to look at it because it was not a good location, and I was not interested. You're sitting in that location right now. So after we had lunch at Belinda's mom's house on Memorial Day, I said, why don't we just ride by the place that was for rent for a church? Why don't we just ride by? Who's that? See, it's the Lord. It's the same way in your own personal lives, man. The Lord will lead you, okay? We did, and when we got here, there was a man cleaning the parking lot, and that was Gary, the owner of the building. We asked if we could look around, and he said yes. The moment we walked in, we had peace in our hearts that this is where we need to be. You know what I'm saying? It's just like when I'm talking, it's just like the Lord just kind of, because, man, you know, when we walked in this place, I'm going to be honest with you, I felt like it was where we need to be, but it didn't look like where we need to be. I mean, it had some, it had some holes, man. It had some rough spots about it, okay? The way most of y'all see it today is not the way the original group saw it at the beginning, okay? But I just had peace about it. And I, and I want to say that most of the team had, had peace about it, too. Um, but um, let's see. <laughs> the moment we walked in, we had peace in our hearts that this is where we needed to be. So after a lot of hard work, from a lot of people, we moved, we moved in. On Sunday, July 1st, 2018, we held our first service here at 2332 Commerce Place. God did wonders in us being able to have this place, and He also has blessed us with a place that looks nothing like it did when we started moving into it. And I think many of y'all can say amen to that. There's a lot of people put a lot of work into this thing. This place, by the grace of God, has been remodeled in many areas to look the way it does. With that, we say thank you, Father. Thank you to everyone who has given financially, physically, and prayerfully. God has led us to this point, and now the same God who has brought us from a small Saturday night meetings, house church, regal movie theater, and now 2332 Commerce Place will provide for us a barn to meet in and glorify His name on the earth. Finn, the one thing I do have in my heart about 2020 is that we worship God like we've never had before in our life. That we create a place to where God comes and abides. And I mean that with all my heart. And I pray that everything we do at this church is done with that in mind. That if God ain't in it, it's kind of like Moses. He said, look, you know, Moses said, you know, or God told Moses, hey, man, I'm not going to go with you, but I'll send an angel with you to go with you. And Moses said, hey, look, if you don't go, I don't want to go. Because if we go and you're not with us, what makes us different than anybody else? we got to go where God wants us to go. And I really believe in 2020, I want to have a place to where when people are coming into this place, it's going to be a life-changing experience for everybody. That God's presence fills the place. I just believe we need it. First Chronicles 22.5 says this, Now David said, Solomon, my son is young and he's inexperienced. And the house to be built for the Lord must be what? exceedingly magnificent, famous and glorious throughout all countries. I will now make preparation for it. So David made abundant preparations before he died. David actually rose millions and millions of dollars to build this. But what stirred David's heart is he was in a palace, and he looked out of his window, and he saw that there was a little ark down there where God was dwelling in. And he said, no, that ain't right. Here I am in this palace. Who put, who put David in the palace? Who gives you your next breath? The Lord does. Amen. How dare we 
live extravagantly. How dare we just put so much more emphasis on us and we don't really give him anything, but yet he gives us so much every day. Every day. I mean, his grace and mercy, his love follows us everywhere we go. He's protected us and kept us, man, when we really should have been wiped out. He is with us all the time. David said, no, that ain't going to be. We're going to build him a house. So because David was a man of war, he couldn't actually build it because there was so much blood shed from his hands. God wouldn't allow him to build it, but he allowed his son to build it. There was other countries coming in and just bringing thousands and millions of dollars in silver and gold to build this house. But he wanted to establish God a place that was magnificent, was amazing. This barn is no different. We want to build this barn that it be first class and magnificent. That not only that we see church people come and be changed, but we see the community wrap their arms around and call it a place for them too. We want to reach out to the community. Amen? But we don't want to reach out with the world's stuff. We're going to reach out with God's stuff. Amen? Dancing was never intended to be for the devil only, right? We should be able to dance, disco, love Jesus, do comedy, do things, do all this in the name of Jesus. Amen? Arts and entertainment have been fled from the church. The church pushes it away. And then where's everybody go? They go to the world to seek it. They go to the world to get a paycheck. Why can't the church embrace gifts from God and then give a platform for them to use them for God? Because there's many comedians, there's many musicians out there that love Jesus, but nobody would give them a time of day. So they've had to take their gifts elsewhere. And I say no more. I say no more, man. How many of y'all like to laugh? Some of y'all need to laugh, amen? How many of y'all like to sing? Everybody, like, How many of y'all like to dance, man? Come on. Man, you like to have fun. And that should be the same in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I want to see a place where we can do that, amen? And I believe you do too. It may be different. Hallelujah. So God will provide all the money, land, and resources we need to build an amazing barn that, we will, uh, that will be talked about by many. God is going to use us to do it. Amen. Hallelujah, Nathan. Amen. He's going to use us to do it. Hallelujah. I really believe that God is going to give us raises and bonuses and promotions so that we will be able to fund His will on the earth. Amen. This is going to be an amazing journey, and I am fired up about seeing him do it. I'm fired up about what he's done, but I'm fired up about what he's going to do. Amen? Because as we move forward, even up to this date, we've seen many of your lives changed. Many of your lives have been touched by God. Amen? And that's going to continue. I want to see people saved. Amen? I, I'm not interested in, in necessarily money or any of that stuff. I'm interested in it so we can use it for his glory. Amen? I want to see lives changed. How many of y'all have ever seen a life changed? Maybe your own. Maybe you were lost and you were found. Have you ever been lost in life? Maybe lost on the expressway, lost somewhere, and you found your way? Was it not like nice? Wow. I recognize some of this. This is good. Hallelujah. I, can, I know where I'm at now. Amen. I mean, it's, you know, because men, you know, we kind of just, you know, we, we, we just go with it. Hallelujah. Oh, baby, we got it. We're good. We're good. You know, and then hopefully it just come works out. Hallelujah. But today I want to ask and answer a question, really two questions. Why build a barn or a church? And why do we even go to church? Why? Because you hear that nowadays. What's the sense? I mean, we can get on the Internet. We can watch the service on the internet out of the comfort of our home. We can, you know, why do it? I mean, hey, you know, God's made all this technology for us to be able to just stay home and, you know, do nothing and just, you know, us and God. Why go to church? What a waste of time. 
Who do you think's behind that? You think God's voting for that? Hey, man, that's good. Don't go to the church. When if you'll type in church and see all the references to church in the old and new, it's pretty impressive. Now, they use temple in the old, so you've got to put temple, so don't do it and go, hey, you don't know what he's talking about. No, but church is all in the book of Acts. And Paul wrote letters to who? To churches. Okay? So, I mean, church is very important, but we just need to know why we go. I have three reasons I want to share real quick with you that why we need to build a barn and why we need to go to church. And the first one is, why do we need to go to church? Why do we need to build a barn? Because God's presence is there. God's presence is there. Many of you have been in a church service, and I've been serving God for 30 years, so, I mean, you're not going to be able to talk me out of the times that I've been out there in a seat and go to a church service, and they start singing and worshiping, and, and tears will flow down my face because God's dealing with me and God's helping me in that moment. There's more people's lives changed inside of a church building than in any other place in the world, period, hands down, okay? I'm telling you, many of you in this room, you know what I'm talking about. God's presence shows up. When his people come together in, in, a, in a way that's special, whether it's through the teaching of the word, whether it's through worship, nonetheless, his presence is there. Exodus 25, 8 says this, Then have them, talking about, he's talking about, God's talking to Moses, Then have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. Exodus 25, 22, he says, And there I will meet with you, and I will speak with you from above the mercy seat. From between the two cherubim, which are on the ark of the testimony about everything, which I will give you in commandment to the children of Israel. Gather them together. Keep them together. I'm going to talk to them. And in Matthew 18, 20, this is Jesus. He said, for what? For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am in the midst of them. Why is he saying that? He wants us together. Why? Because when we come together, his presence shows up. That's not the words of Nathan. That's the words of Jesus. That if there's no other reason you need to go to church than that right there, then man, saddle up your horses, baby. We're going to church because Jesus is going to meet us there. Hallelujah. Does Jesus work at your home? Yeah, obviously he does, man. Come on. Obviously you can have the one-on-one -on -one fellowship with him. Absolutely. But there's something magnificent that happens when you come together in his name. You know, I have an example. I heard a preacher say this, and I thought it was really good, and many of y'all may relate to this, and y'all may have seen this. You know, I mean, everybody's got stories of people that have come to know Jesus in a service. I mean, I've had, you know, I've been in church, see somebody just walk off the street. God told them to go in there. He comes in and gives his heart to Jesus. You know, we, we've seen some things as well. Who's doing, I mean, that's, without the church being there, would they have had that opportunity? You know what I'm saying? It's important. But anyway, this guy right here was living with his girlfriend, he came home one day, and his girlfriend said that she was moving out. He said, why are you moving out? She said that she had went to church, and, 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 and when they started singing those songs, I felt God, and she gave her life to God. So she, right then, I mean, she ain't been saved but a few days, and she knows, man, I got to go. We ain't living together no more. I'm out of here. I'm done, okay? And, uh, and so uh, he said he would like to go as well. So the next Sunday, they went to church. When they started playing the music, he began to get sick, and he thought he was going to throw up on the lady in front of him. I mean, literally, he is getting sick to his stomach, man. You know, so he looks to his girlfriend, and he says, Hey, look, I think I may need to leave. I'm getting sick. Now, this girl ain't even been saved a week. She looks at him and says, No, that's just demons in you. Shut up. You'll be all right. 
So he looked at her and he said, well, I guess, okay, that makes sense, you know. So he just started, kept singing, and he got better. Amen? And, he, and she said that the reason why they're doing that is because they don't want you to give your heart to Jesus. That's what she said. This girl ain't even saved a week. I mean, come on, man. She's fired up. All right? And uh, then uh, as they kept worshiping, he felt God, too, and wanted to get saved. And you know the thing about this story right here? is the girlfriend told him that, look, when the pastor gets up there, he's going he's gonna to say something about visitors, and then he's going to welcome you to the front, okay? And when he says that, that means that's your cue to get up and go to the front to get saved. Well, they had a guest speaker that Sunday, so he got up there and just wanted to greet the people before then. So he said that, welcome pastors, you know, or he said welcome to all the guests. Well, he heard welcoming guests, so he's not a church person. So he took off and just started walking down there. All right. So he walks down, and it's a big old church, man, and he's just standing there in front of him. Well, the pastor's looking at him. He's like, well, how you doing? I'm a visitor. Okay. Glad you're, glad you're here. What can I do for you? Well, I'm a visitor, and um, I'm going to hell, and uh, I need Jesus. And did you know that he gave his heart to Jesus right there? But that's just, I'm just telling you, that's where the world is, man. They don't know how to do all this. We get so familiar with it, we take it for granted. Amen. I'm telling you, there was a lady here last week that told me when she left, young girl, I hadn't been to church in five years. She was one that raised her hand to rededicate her life back to Jesus. And Cody invited the whole family here. We never know, guys. There's something that goes on when we all come together that I can't explain. It's His presence. His presence fills the place. God is everywhere, but His manifest presence, His made-known presence that hastens when we come together. When the whole body comes together and we worship God, His presence is strong. When we don't go to church, we miss out on corporate anointing. Church is where God's presence shows up. The pre- check this out now. The presence of God distinguishes the church from every other organization. We're carrying something around with us that no other organization gets to. Building the church is vital, and we need to keep coming together and getting stronger together. So, one is God's presence. Two is God's power. Matthew 18, 19, and 20. We're going to back up a verse. We read 20 just a minute ago. We're going to read, uh, now we're going to, yeah, we're going to read 19 along with it. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst. Where two or three agree on earth concerning anything, and they ask the Father, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Did you know that what you need is tied to somebody else? What you and I need sometimes is tied to another individual, meaning that when we come together, that individual has something that I need. I have something they need. And when we come together, God uses our gifts, uses our togetherness to help one another. How many of y'all have ever been blessed by an angel? Okay, got one. An angel flew into your house and gave you what you got. Okay? My point of saying that is this. Most everybody in this room, whether you've been given money, you've been given things, you've been given whether you've had hands laid on you and God touched you, he is elected to use a human vessel to do it. You're going to be hard-pressed to find anything in your life that came any other way than by through another person. Is there any coincidence in that? No. That's the power of God at work. He's elected to use you and me to have His power flow through. Does He need you and me? Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. 
He's, he's elected to do it that way because we need each other. He wants us together. You can't do life by yourself. I have served God for 30 years, and I've seen people come and go in church. Many of y'all have seen, seen the same thing. They, they leave, and they'll say, well, I don't really need church. I mean, I can do this on my own. You know what? I mean, it's me and God. You don't have to go to church to be saved, and you don't. I'm not saying you do. You can go to heaven and just live for Christ at home. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying this. But I have never seen anybody that left church, and, and I look at their life, and it's better. I've seen struggle. I've seen bad decision after bad decision. And I know what happens in church, too, y'all. Come on. It does. But I have looked at my own life, that I have went through some very challenging times through my life, but I've stayed in church when I wanted to go out. I remember I was going through a hard time, and I called a buddy of mine and said, Come on, get over here. We're going to hit, and this is my best friend in high school. I said, Dude, we're going out and partying. We're going to hit the town. We're gone. I'm out of here. Living at my mom's house. Okay. Single again. All right. Made some bad decisions. Come on, man. We're going to go partying. By the grace of God, when he showed up, he, I said, man, I can't go. I can't go. It just would not be the right thing to do. I can't go. Thank God I didn't go. Because if I'd have went, I don't know where my life would have been today. Amen? Because the enemy will pull up in your driveway and honk the horn. Hey, woo! Remember me? Hey, remember me? Man, we used to party. Come on out here. And I was inviting that back into my life. But because I was in church, because I was still going to church all the time, there was something in me that kept me from doing it. So God's presence, God's power. You know, Acts 4.31 said, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all when they were together. The place was shaken. Great grace was upon them all. I'm telling you guys, this is on and on and on in the book of Acts. God's power is exponentially manifested when we come together. Church is not like a restaurant where we simply decide what our mood is. Well, what are we in the mood for today? Italian, Mexican, Chinese. What are we in the mood for today? We'll just swing over here. We'll go to this church. We'll go to this church. We'll go here. Oh, I'm in the mood for online today, so we'll do a little online today. We'll do this. No, 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 no. Okay? We don't get the luxury of making that call if you're serving Christ. Amen? How are you going to flourish? You're going to have to be planted. You're going to have to get in the church, and you're going to be planted in there, and then that's when you're going to grow and flourish and be fruitful is when you get in a church. You cannot. Listen, if you took a plant and you yanked that plant up about every two months and planted it over here and then planted it over here and planted it over here. How many of you know that plant ain't going to survive? That plant's going to die. Amen? Man, when you are called to go to a church and God's called you to be there, get in there and do all you can to help that church. Don't look for the, don't look for the problems, okay? All right? That's easy. You get in there and you do what God's called you to do, okay? And watch what happens. You will flourish in your life. Amen? God will bless you. Hallelujah. So number one, we, we, we need God's presence while we come to church. Number two, we, we need God's power, right? God's power is displayed as we come to church. And number three is God's people. God's people. We are God's chosen people, and he loves to see his kids together. I mean, does it not bless? I know it blesses me and Belinda when all of our kids are together. We love it. We love to see all of them together. God loves to see his kids all together. And 1 Peter 2, 9 says it this way. But you are a chosen generation 
a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but now are a people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. Friend, we don't look at that enough and really appreciate that we are now his kids. Do you realize that you and I were on the outside looking in in the Old Testament? It was all about the Israelites. The Gentiles didn't have a pathway to God. But because of what Jesus did, it's made a way for us that were not born Jewish, we get to be a part of God's family. And just to know that you are God's child is special. But just to know you're God's child that is gifted, talented, and blessed for other people is even more of an excitement. God's people need God's people to make things work. You know, I had this thought the other day that, remember when Jesus said, go into all the world, preach the gospel, but he also commanded them, and he said, look, lay hands on the sick, and they'll recover, okay? Preach deliverance, and they'll be delivered. You know, pray for those that are blind, and they'll see, amen? He was commissioning the disciples to go do something. And it was almost like, man, I started thinking, I'm thinking, God has paid a price for something, and he's asked us to go take it to them. We have been given an opportunity to take free gifts of healing, free gifts of salvation, free gifts of deliverance. He's asked us to go take that free gift that Jesus paid for to other people. And the only way it's going to come most of the time is through somebody else reaching out to those people. Yeah, there's times you get in a worship service and God's presence will fall on you and people can be healed. But guess what? God's using people singing, right? God's using instruments. He's using praise. He's always wanting to use his kids to help other people. Always. Because it gives you an opportunity to see what it looks like to give something away. And in this case, we didn't even pay for it. Jesus is the one that paid for it. Man, that's just awesome. That should really make you really want to be more of a channel for God. That when you're around people, you have the opportunity to give them something they need. Whether it's healing whether it's deliverance, whether it's money, whether, whatever it is, you're there to be able to give them a gift that you didn't even pay for. But yet God's allowing you to be able to give it to them. Wow, that is amazing. Hallelujah. Romans 9.25 says this, As he says also in Hosea, I will call them my people. He's talking about you. Hosea's prophesying about me and you, who were not my people, and her beloved who was not my beloved. In 1 Corinthians 14.26, this is why we should come together to, you know, to church. When Paul said, how is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm. Each of you has a what? Psalm. Has a what? Has a tongue. Has a revelation. Has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. That tells me that there's people that's going to walk through that door that actually have something to give away. You're going to have something to give away. And that he's elected for this to happen like that. That's why we come to church. It's because we got a psalm, we got a tongue, we have a gift, we have mercy, we have something to give somebody. And I like what it says in James 5, 14, I love this, man. It says, is anyone sick among you? Let him call for who? No, 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 wait a minute. All you got to do is ask Jesus. 
It says, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will do what? Save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. So we're going to obey God and pray for them. It's our prayer of faith is going to heal the sick, but then who's going to raise him up? The Lord is going to raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. God's provision and power flows through his children to one another. To really be all God has called us to be in this life, as his children, we must stay assembled. Things, are not, things that are not assembled don't work well. Y'all know that, right? Your car, if it's not assembled, you can't use it. That means if your car was disassembled in your garage, you may have a car, but it's all over the garage, and you can't use it. How about a bicycle? Have you ever tried to get on a bike out of a box, and it's all parts laying everywhere? You can't ride it. You can't do nothing. How about a house? Ain't even got a foundation yet. That's going to be my house right there, but it ain't assembled, so it's not doing you any, any good. Hallelujah. Amen? Do y'all follow here? The church body's the same way. Your body's the same way. What if I took Lori and I divided all of her parts up and just spread it all over the church here? And said, all right, Lori, left her head right here. Say, okay, Lori, let's go. Let's do this. Come on, I need a hand. Come on, I need a hand. Come on, give me a hand real quick. It may be over there. Her body's scattered all over the place. It's disassembled. But how many of you know when Lori's put together right like this, she's able to help. She's able to do something. And it's the same thing with God's body. We're all individual members. We're all individual parts. But something happens when we all come together. We begin to function like a body. That's why the devil fights overtime to get us not to come to church and not to be a part of the body of Christ. He wants you to be an ear or a knee all by yourself. Put knee pictures up on the wall. Celebrate knee things. Google knee. Be knee. Be knee all you want to be, okay? But he don't want your knee connected to a calf or a thigh because then you begin to start doing something. Something begins to happen when the body comes together, gets fitly joined together. We're able to function and do something that's amazing, and it just, it's, it's just crazy. That's why Paul wrote, well, we think Paul wrote Hebrews, but that's why in Hebrews 10, 25, it says this, And let us consider one another in order... To stir up love and good works, not forsaking the what? The assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another as so much the more you see the what? The day approaching. The church should not be in decline. It should be having more people come than ever. Okay? Not staying away from the church, but running to the church. And I'm telling you, as the day approaches, guys, this is just, I mean, we need each other. You need me. I need you. We need one another. And we need to come in here to exhort and build up. How many times have you come to church and you've been built up and you leave like, man, I'm going to really serve God this week. I'm going to go after him. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to sin anymore. I'm going to do what's right. And you get pumped up and fired up to go do it. You got that because you came to church and God built you up. He edified you. Amen. We need each other. Man, the world's pulling from us all the time. We need a place where people can come and be built up. Hallelujah. We are the people of God, and we need to come together to build each other up. God's presence and God's power flows through the people of God. That's why the people of God need to be together. His presence is going to flow. His power is going to flow through us, guys. 
That's the purpose of building a barn. That's the purpose of doing what we're doing today. It's because every time a huge building is built, small or big, it don't matter, His will is accomplished on earth. More of God is established on this earth when we build something for Him. Amen? And I'm telling you, that's the whole goal of this, is to see God do something that's amazing. Amen? I mean, us at Revolution Church, there's four things that run through everything we do at our church here. Everything. If anybody wants to know why we're doing something, these four things, I want you to know them. These four things drive everything. It's the why behind Revolution Church. These four things right here. We're doing small groups. It's these four things right here. We're doing outreach. These four things right here. If I'm vacuuming, these four things right here. <laughs> you know what? If I'm cleaning a window, these four things right here. They flow through everything we do at Revolution Church. Number one is we want to help people know who? God. We want to help people know God. This church wants to help people know God. So me vacuuming is going to have that approach. They may walk in here and say, wow, they may be a clean freak. And see that and go, wow, man, I like this place. So number one, we want people to know God. Number two, we want people to find freedom. We want people to find freedom, all right? Number three, we want people to discover their purpose. And number four, we want people to make a difference. That drives everything. That is our engine that runs this whole thing right here. Know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and, 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 and make a difference. That's everything that drives this church right here. I don't care if we're 50. I don't care if we're 50,000. That will be driving this church. We want people to know him. Because when you know him, you will find freedom. Hallelujah. And when you find freedom, you'll, be, you'll discover your purpose. And when you discover your purpose, guess what you're going to do? You're going to make a difference. You're going to change somebody's life. Amen? Do y'all believe that? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Building a barn is our assignment. Filling it with his presence, power, and people is his assignment. He's going to fill it, guys. Not us. We're just going to put our hands to work and watch what he does. God will be faithful to do his part, and we will be faithful to do our part. Let's build that barn for our Heavenly Father. How about that, guys? Let's do it. Let's let our seed, let's let our money, let's let our time, let's let our prayer. Tonight, we're going to meet for prayer. We're going to meet for prayer tonight. We're going to pray tonight. Amen? I want to be known as a praying church. How about y'all? Amen? Pray, pray, pray together. Well, I can pray and stay at home. You can, and, and do that. Monday. Tonight, we're going to pray together. How about that? Okay? Come pray. Hallelujah. It's only an hour. We're not going to stay all night. We might. But hey, what better place to stay, right? You know, with God. Hallelujah. So uh, before we close, guys, I, I had asked a few people to come up and say a few things about Revolution Church, about what Revolution Church has done for them. And the band can go ahead and come on up and get ready to give me some music because ain't none of y'all playing no instruments out there. I need a little background stuff, you know, hallelujah. But I wanted, I, I, there, was, there was a few people that I would got with. And, um, you know, Brandon, if you would go ahead and come on up here, hallelujah. Um, just to share a few things. And again, I want to I give a little bit of time for anybody in the room here that you feel like th there's something you would like to share to what Revolution Church has done for you as an individual. Uh, maybe your excitement for what we're doing. Um, whatever the case may be. Just to share a little bit from your heart. So um, if y'all would, just, just listen to Brandon. Hallelujah. Glory to God.